Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Friday morning, and it is a special Friday, of course. It is Good Friday, and uh, hopefully you've got your Easter weekend plans all made. If that includes uh, some church today on Good Friday, that's a good thing for you. And uh, hopefully you do have a good Easter. The family can be around, or you can be with family. Whatever the case may be, uh, plan an indoor party, because <laughs> the weather outside isn't going to be all that warm, unless you're going to sit around a big fire to keep it warm. As we'll take a look at our weather forecast, uh, one thing about it, the markets are closed today on Good Friday. They are observing the day as a, as a holiday, and uh, we'll continue on. We've got the market prices as we uh, go into the weekend. We'll get to all that this morning as we do the chores at the shank of the day on wax. Bob and Jill with you this morning. We also have some... Uh, Lots of FFA people to talk about this morning, don't we? We do. They sure did work hard up at the UW River Falls. Yeah, then uh, April 2nd, I believe, they had the Ag Technology Contest. We've got uh, some of the results, and we'll start off by saying uh, congratulations to the Chippewa Falls FFA. They won the Award of Excellence. That used to be called the Old Sweepstakes Award. But uh, overall, top chapter at that judging competition in River Falls, the Chippewa Falls FFA chapter, but lots of other area chapters close behind. So we'll point out uh, some of their successes as we go along this morning. And also, Friday morning, spring is here, no matter what the weather says, because we don't have the groundhog, but we got Brent Wink. Brent Wink is back with us as uh, we take a look at uh, the planting, growing, and harvesting season right on through to November, about hunting season when the deer season starts. Brent will be with us every Friday, courtesy uh, this year of Corteva AgriScience and Land O'Lakes. So uh, lots going on on the farm show this morning. Uh, we got uh, so many things going on. We're going to hear about uh, show pigs, the kids getting their hogs ready for the fairs this season, we'll hear from the uh, head of the Show Pig, Wisconsin Show Pig Association. So that's coming up. A lot of other things going on as well. And we'll tell you about that weather, which uh, isn't so nice. But uh, Jill puts the forecast together for me every morning. And she says, Wednesday 50, quotation marks and smiles. Boy, it should be 60 or 70, don't you know? Hey, but I'm, right now I'm happy with 50. Oh, hey, what's going on in the calf crop over at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? We are holding steady at 46. All right, well, But maybe. everybody's doing well. Good, good. Even well, though I had a calf shed flip over on me yesterday. Oh, no, not a good thing. Not a good thing. But uh, we'll proceed on. Calves are no new calves. But again, if you're uh, into calving season, hopefully you're having a successful season as well. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking in our weather forecast, our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors really wants to thank you 
They're valued customers and loyal customers. They're hardworking employees and, of course, the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Congratulations to Marquardt. A lot of hard work, elbow grease, so to speak, to get that uh, notoriety. And uh, weather around here, much calmer. What did you say, Joe, out in San Diego? What's going on? They're having a, uh, an earthquake out there. All right. So the country's best climate is... Uh, Having troubles out there. Hopefully everybody survives and not a whole lot of damage. Earthquakes are not fun. I've, I've been in one and I didn't enjoy it. I was a little nervous. But today around here, partly sunny. We won't get out of the 30s today. Slight chance of snow. We've seen that. It's a little white around this part of the country. And uh, again, be prepared for some breeze out there. 37 today, tomorrow partly sunny, 39 on Sunday, partly sunny, and 44 for Easter, 40 on Monday, 46 on Tuesday, and a shot at 50 on Wednesday. That's a good thing. Most everybody in the uh, 20s to lower 30s, Milwaukee, the oddball out there, 38 this morning. Otherwise, not bad. We're 29 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Again, we're only looking to go to 37 today on this good Friday morning. Sawyer Brown on the dirt road. Hey, don't forget, they're coming to Farm Tech Fest. They'll be in Loyal. And that's uh, Wednesday, July 13th, Farm Tech Fest, uh, Madison County, Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, all going to be there. Start about 5 o'clock shortly after the gates close for the second day of Farm Tech Fest or Farm Technology Days. Get your tickets at farmtechfest.com. Get them now. It's going to be a lot of fun over there. First time ever having a concert at Farm Technology Days. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The Biden administration is working on new moves to crack down on Russian attempts to evade sanctions. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on Thursday that evasion will be the administration's focus over the course of the coming days. The U.S. expects to identify targets that are working to evade sanctions both inside Russia and beyond. The FBI is piecing together Frank James's life leading up to his alleged attack in the New York City subway system. Natalie Migliori reports. Investigators have discovered James rented a U-Haul and a storage unit from a Philadelphia facility. That was one day before he unleashed smoke canisters and opened fire on innocent N-train riders in Brooklyn Tuesday morning. An AR-15 automatic rifle and several other firearm-related items were found in that storage unit. Investigators also searched the 62-year-old's Philadelphia apartment on Wednesday, which he had rented for 15 days, and his lease expired the same day as that subway attack. An earthquake is rocking much of San Diego County, California. Johnny Diagostini reports. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the 4.6 magnitude earthquake broke at about 9.30 Thursday night, centered about 50 miles south of the U.S.-Mexico border off the coast of Ensenada. Locally, it was most heavily felt in central and eastern San Diego, La Jolla, and Del Mar, as far north as San Juan Capistrano. No reports of damage or injury so far on either side of the border. The Missouri Attorney General is refiling charges against the managers of a duck boat tour company after a judge dismissed criminal cases for a fatal 2018 accident. Three Ride the Ducks Branson managers face 17 counts of first-degree involuntary manslaughter for allowing the boat to ride during a thunderstorm with high winds. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, we'd sure like you to come along with us to uh, Europe. It's going to be fantastic. Europe in the summer, the mountains, the Alps, and the mountains, and the lakes. It's just a beautiful part of the world. And the uh, Oberammergau Pad. Now, that's not like a one- or two-hour deal. That's an all-day deal. You go and then you leave for a couple hours to have a meal and then you come back to finish it. It's, uh, it's quite a, quite a thing to see. So hopefully you can, uh, come along with us as we leave in August. Should be fun. Well, we got no August like weather coming our way today. 37, partly sunny, slight chance of more snow out there. Nothing to accumulate, I don't think, any place. But uh, again, windy conditions. Boy, I'll tell you, it blew yesterday, didn't it? 37 the high today, partly sunny tomorrow. And it will be about 39 on Easter Sunday, about 44, 40 on Monday, 46 on Tuesday, 50 
fingers crossed, on Wednesday. Right now it's 24 in Medford, 27 in Rice Lake. Wausau, 27, 28 in Marshfield. Lacrosse at 32. Green Bay also at 32. Madison, Sun Prairie, clear skies, 34 this morning. It's 38 and clear in Milwaukee. Toma, Black River Falls, down that area, about 30 degrees this morning. And it's 29 right now here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets. Now, the markets will be closed today, Board of Trade and uh, Mercantile and things like that, because it is Good Friday. As far as the schools, I don't know, you've got fingers into some of the schools. Are the schools observing Good Friday? Are they in session or some in, some out? Uh, the ones that I go to are off today. All right. So uh, if you're off, that's good. If you're in school today, uh, used to be everything had shut down on Good Friday, but uh, not so much anymore. All right. Rural Mutual Insurance in the markets. Friday morning, cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 135 and a half to 145 with mixed at 88 to 135. Choice fed Fed beef heifers are 133 to 143 with mixed at 80 to 132. Choice fed Holstein steers are 121 to 132 with selects at 79 to 120. Cows are 59 to 101. Bulls are 73 to 118. Butcher hogs are 85 to a dollar. Sows are 75 to 88 with boars at 35 to 37. New crop market lambs are 180 to 238. Old crop market lambs are one dollar to one fifty-five, and feeder lambs are one twenty-five to three twenty. At the Mercantile Exchange, at the close, uh, markets for cattle were mostly lower. Hogs were mostly higher. At the close, live cattle uh, April one forty sixty-seven. That was up a nickel, but uh, June one thirty-six forty-two down forty-five. August cattle one thirty-eight thirty-two down thirty-two, and October down twenty-two at one forty-four eighty-two. Feeder cattle lower across the board. April 158.20 down 35. May 161.77 down 17. August 174.35 down 7. September 177.62 down 37. October 179.97 down 35. Lean hog carcass contracts. The April contract down 2 cents, 99.87. Then hogs were higher. May 112.75 up a dollar 22. June hogs 118.47 up 87. July 119.42 that was up 32. Board of Trade yesterday uneven trade, but uh, good demand supported the markets. Uh, wheat there was some selling, and we had July canal again. The markets are, are closed, so we're looking at uh, July corn. Is up five to six cents at seven eighty three. The oats down twenty seven at seven thirty seven. July wheat up sixteen eleven oh four. July soybeans up a fraction at sixteen sixty five. And meal up a dollar forty a ton at four hundred fifty five dollars and seventy cents. Dairy markets traded mostly higher yesterday. Barrel cheese up six at two forty four. The blocks up four and a quarter at two thirty seven and a quarter. Butter was down two cents two seventy five and a half. And class three milk, April up eleven, twenty four thirty three, May up twenty nine at twenty five forty six, June up twenty one at twenty five thirty one, July almost got there, but not quite, up nine cents at twenty four ninety nine, and August at twenty four sixty up eleven cents as those class three prices were higher through March as we look at the markets. Courtesy this morning once again, our friends at Rural Mutual Insurance. As we've got uh, 10 minutes after 5, and we got lots going on auctions. A lot of auctions we're going to talk about. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Busy times for the Steffes Auction Group. In Buffalo County, they are going to be busy. Randy Kath is with us from Steffes Auction Group. And Randy, again, the big Buffalo County auction is coming up here in just a couple of days as far as land and buildings Wednesday, April 20th, take us through 
what's selling, and how we can get online to buy. So we've got uh, about 1,250 acres coming up for auction on the 20th. It is a live auction. We do have online bidding available, so if you can't be in attendance with us that day, feel free to register at stephasgroup.com. You can create an account there. You can get a registered bid number from us. You'll get a return phone call from us uh, just asking you if you've got any questions in the process. Download the buyer's prospectus online at stephasgroup.com. It'll give you full details on everything selling. It'll be about 15 tracks, including a large modern dairy, building sites and houses, recreational ground, of course, good Buffalo County tillable ground, and we've got some uh, got some ground for the hunters as well. Of course, big buck country, we've got some really scenic and beautiful hunting ground as well. Uh, we also will have an open house the following Thursday for the cattle viewing. So if you're interested in livestock, we're going to be selling almost 1,500 head from milking cows and dry cows right down to baby calves. Uh, a lot of cattle to get through. It will be an online-only style auction on the cattle. So you can check that out also at stethoscope.com if you want a cattle tour get a hold of me and or show up to the open house on april 21st for cattle viewing now where are we going to have these open houses give us the idea of where where we are in the county just outside of arcadia it's only about three miles from downtown arcadia to the farm there are several houses that are going to be selling that day as well uh, again jump on the website you can get specific locations and addresses to each of the each of the houses, the dairy, and uh, the Youngstock Raising Facility, uh, they're all within about a five-mile radius. So if you are looking to put large tracts of land together, you'll have an opportunity to do that on the 20th. Um, again, live auction with online bidding available. All right. So, again, busy auctions coming up in Buffalo County. Wednesday, April 20th for the land, and we'll talk more about the dairy cattle and the equipment coming up on that farm for sale as well with uh, Randy Kath, Randy with the Steffes Auction Group. And, of course, the Clarence Pronchinski Auction is, uh, you know, land, cattle, houses, uh, lots of things are going to be selling. And again, next week. Multiple days because there's a lot to get through. Almost a quarter after five, and uh, we're going to catch up on FFA and that uh, contest over at River Falls here a couple of weeks ago. Got all the information and uh, some of those chapters. Uh, well, I can say the contest was pretty much dominated by chapters in our area. So congratulations. We'll talk more about that. But right now, I want to talk about going to Europe. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock, and uh, we've been talking about FFA and the fine showing by many of our chapters over at River Falls here at the Ag Technology Contest. And, Jill, give us a a quick rundown. So, I actually remember going to this contest back when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. so it's been around quite a while. Yeah, I'm trying to think how many years it's been here, because if you were there, it is really old. Oh, it is really (laughs) old. So, how'd we do this year? (laughs) But about a 1,000 students showed up earlier this month at the UW-River Falls Annual Agriculture Technology Contest. When all the judging was completed, the Chippewa Falls FFA won the overall Award of Excellence. Chai High students won the horse judging and placed high in agronomy, ag mechanics, livestock, milk quality and products judging, wildlife, and veterinary sciences competition. They really must have taken a lot of kids up there. Yeah, they took good ones too, obviously. (laughs) Other area FFA chapters that won individual contests include Kadat, the winner of agronomy, Durand, Arkansas won the Ag Mechanics Contest. Baldwin Woodville finished first in dairy judging. Cochrane Fountain City FFA took the Floriculture Contest. Augusta FFA was best in the livestock judging. The Prairie Farm FFA won the Middle School Ag Science Contest. Loyal was the best in milk quality and products judging. Prairie Farm took top honors in nursery and floriculture judging with the Nielsville FFA winning the Veterinary Sciences Contest. So what competition did you judge when you were over there? Livestock. How'd you guys do? We made it to state a couple times. Who else was on the team? You remember back then? (laughs) No. (laughs) You don't keep in contact with them, huh? Obviously not. Oh, but that's great stuff. But as we said, as Jill told you, Chippewa Falls won the Award of Excellence. And uh, second, right behind them, Kadat was second. 
Loyal was third. Prairie Farm, which you just heard, won a couple of individual contests. They were fourth. Bloomer was fifth. Then a team from Minnesota was sixth. Medford was seventh. Menominee was ninth. And Boyceville was tenth. So a great showing from uh, some of the chapters in uh, from many of the chapters in our area as far as the competition over at the Ag Technology Contest. And Hopefully we'll have a chance to break down some of the uh, contests and the placings because we had a lot of chapters from our area that dominated. Well, we're going to find out as we uh, get to the show pig season. We're off and running because we're putting those pigs together for the upcoming fairs. We're going to find out how it all works with the uh, Wisconsin Show Pig Association. We're going to hear from those folks coming up here on WAC. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. When you talk to 4-H members, they're getting excited for the fair season. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And that means they've got their projects started, whether they're crafts or animal projects. And uh, Taylor is with us this morning. And Taylor, you found out that... uh, some of these animal projects are getting a little more expensive for the kids to get involved in, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And this spring, a lot of exhibitors have seen those prices rise across the board. And that's not only due to increased transportation costs and the supply chain, but also labor shortages that we can see across the pork industry. I'm Taylor Schaefer from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I had a chance to speak with Taylor Crouch, the president of the Wisconsin Show Pig Association. He not only owns and operates Taylor Crouch Show Pigs, but he also has a handful of breeding sows that are spread throughout the Midwest. And he shares how exhibitors are starting to see the impacts of those issues and how we're going to move into the show season. Uh, in terms of like supply chain and where we're seeing, uh, you know, why feed prices are going the way they are and things are getting higher. And that's just kind of, that's just the world we live in right now. We talk of everything's going up, whether that's uh, a 4-H project or, you know, a, a youth baseball team or something like that. We're seeing cost rise. And, uh, and that's just part of uh, the current economy. And uh, not a whole lot we can do about that. You know, we can do our best to make the best of that situation. Uh, you know, right now we're seeing uh, feed costs go up. And in terms of supply chain, uh, with corn prices and soybean prices. And, uh, you know, with that as well, you know, seeds are getting more advanced. They're more predictable and, you know, guys can utilize them better. So, you know, maybe with those rising costs, we're still getting a product that is more predictable. I think that's good for a new family than also, uh, you know, a seasoned veteran uh, family in terms of feeding, you know, not just pigs, but any livestock just all sorts of things right now you know uh currently uh just getting shavings and stuff and finding a quality shavings you know what we were paying seven dollars a bag last year and now we're paying eight to eight fifty and uh you know going back to supply chain that's the shavings are available it's the you know we're our labor force in terms of trucking and getting shavings to the, the lower 48 here from canada uh then on top of that the price of, of fuel to get those here is kind of where Oh, we're seeing that cost on our end, uh, but the people producing those products are also seeing a uh, price increase as well. So it's throughout the board, and I mean, it's kind of inevitable, and we kind of just got to go with the punches a little bit on that. And how has the show industry really responded to some of these challenges? You look back to 2020, and there were organizations putting on shows across the Midwest almost overnight to help keep kids in the ring. But is there anything different organizations are doing this year to help deal with some of these challenges? Uh, yeah, for sure. And like, you know, definitely in 2020, uh, you decided, you know, who the strong were and who valued the 4-H project and individuals stepped up, companies stepped up to make sure there was an avenue for kids to exhibit all sorts of livestock. When everything was shut down, baseball wasn't happening, basketball wasn't happening, but you could find, you know, a jackpot show or state that was hosting an event for those kids to go exhibit livestock. You know, uh, people see a value in the Junior 4-H program uh, and the FFA program as well because those are the kids they want uh, in their workforce. And, I mean, we're talking about hardworking kids, families. And so when there's a challenge to be accept, you know, when there's a challenge, it seems like people have no problem stepping up and accepting that challenge and doing the best they can to uh, move forward and offer the next best step in overcoming it. 
it's tough. There's a lot of time, money, and effort put into things like that. But when you go back and look at it, there's not a doubt in your mind that you did the right thing. And when you look at sales either in Wisconsin or across the Midwest, how are prices looking this year? Yeah, in terms of buying, uh, you know, more so for us, uh, my wife and I and our one-year-old daughter, everything we do is show pig related. But, you know, I got friends that buy and sell lambs, they buy and sell steers and heifers, and everyone has seen the cost rising. Uh, Good livestock costs more money. The input in terms of raising livestock has also increased when we're talking show pig side of things. It costs more now to breed a good sow to a good boar. Uh, But with that, you can't look at it as a price increase. You've got to look at it as now a breeder in Wisconsin has the ability to use what they think might be the best boar in the state of Texas, get that semen shipped here, artificially inseminate their best sow, use genetics to advance their herd, whether that's uh, the raisin kind of seed stock breeding uh, animals or they're trying to win the Wisconsin State Fair. And with that as well, I mean, uh, and like we said earlier, it's just cost of stuff going up, cost more to heat your barn. The family's trying to build a new show barn, getting those raw materials like a metal and stuff to build pens and things like that. That cost has went up. Uh, then on top of the cost of those raw material, now it's finding someone to to build and manufacture it and then get it into a family's hands. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like this forever. At least I hope not. I mean, if so, then guess what? We're going to keep overcoming and uh, just take it day by day and season by season. And again, that's uh, Taylor Couch, along with our Taylor Schaefer, talking about the Wisconsin Show Pig Association and all the challenges going with it, getting pigs, getting materials, uh, buildings, the whole thing. So uh, Show Pig Association. Getting ready for the fairs. 27 and a half after 5 o'clock, we're going to get some news. Morgan's going to join us here in just a couple of moments. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock on a good Friday morning. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan is with us. You ever been to Europe, Morgan? No, I have not. You haven't been. You like to travel, but you haven't been to Europe. Nope. Uh, It's on my list, but I have not made that trip yet. No. Yeah, that's Looking worth it. To it. It's worth it. It's a great place to go and just spectacular. What about I mean, you, Bob? Have you ever been to Europe? I've been there, um, I think so. Okay. <laughs> if not, there's a trip I know about coming and rolling around about August. If you're looking to get on, you let oh, me know, okay? Yeah, I'll arrange yeah, it for you. Uh, ein Pros, Ein Pros. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I know you yeah, can. Yeah, cheers. Well. What's going on in the news? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. A man accused of stealing a car in Stevens Point is arrested in southern Missouri. Police started looking for William Gentry earlier this week after somebody reported their car stolen from a Target parking lot. Police say Gentry was arrested at a motel in Springfield, Missouri yesterday. Now he's from Tennessee. Well, today's the day. The moratorium is over. So if you owe on power bills from the winter, today's that last day to work something out. The state's Public Service Commission says today is the final day of Wisconsin's utility disconnection moratorium, which means power companies can turn off lights for anybody who owes bills as of tomorrow. You want to set up a payment plan that's usually pretty flexible. And we have more information in a click online, 715newsroom.com. Well, let's get to work, shall we? Job numbers looking strong for Wisconsin right now. The Department of Workforce Development's chief economist, Dennis Winter, says Wisconsin's unemployment rate hit a record low of 2.8 percent, and the total people employed also hit a record high. You know, on the labor force, everything is is looking good for all the right reasons. Um, that being employment up, unemployment is down, and the unemployment rate uh, is, is reflecting that. Winter says the state's gross domestic product also hit a record high in March, capping off Wisconsin's record productivity. While the bird flu outbreak continues, Wisconsin's outbreak continues to grow, and the State Department of Ag said it did latest confirm a flu case in Columbia, Sheboygan, and Polk counties. The flu was found in backyard chickens in Columbia and Sheboygan, and then on a farm in Polk County. Overall, now the three new counties bring Wisconsin's bird flu total to seven here in the state. There are 72 counties total in Wisconsin, and it'll be in about three million birds put down. And we leave the dairy land for just a minute here and go across the border. We're going to have to look way up. Guinness World Records is saying there's a Minnesota family that's the world's tallest. Move over, Paul Bunyan. Guinness says that the Trap family of Esco received the big distinction after being officially measured by an orthopedic doctor. 
The parents, Scott and Chrissy, are six foot eight and six foot three, respectively. They have twenty-seven-year-old Savannah that's also six eight, and twenty-four-year-old Molly that's six foot six. The tallest of them is their youngest, twenty-two-year-old Adam, who is a whopping seven foot three inches tall. I'm Mark Mayfield. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. Remember growing up, my parent, my mom did it. My dad could care less because he was shorter than all of us. <laughs> of but, course. But uh, did your parents do it? Stand you up against the door jam and then take like a knife and run it over the top of your head? Well, <laughs> put a nick in there and then measure it? My parents opted for a pen or a marker, not a knife. That, well, they must have been trying to keep you in line more so than measure your height there, Bob. Well, you take a butcher knife and a flat one, a flat blade, and then they <laughs> put it on top of your head, and then they just keep it level and make a little nick in the in the woodwork there, and yeah. then they could measure how tall it was. And can you imagine that family? How old those kids were when they had this? Of course, the parents are six, eight; they could do it. But they would have needed a ladder by about fourth or fifth grade, yeah. though. Yeah, unreal. I've never heard of a knife, though. I think your mom was trying to keep you in line. <laughs> More than anything else. Well, kept our hair trimmed on top. That's Let you sure. know no matter how tall you get, mom's still in charge, right? Well, that is for sure. <laughs> well, you have a good Easter yeah. weekend. Happy Easter to you and yours as well. All right. There goes Morgan this morning as we uh, take a look at the news. We're going to take a look at the weather next right here on Wax. Hey, are you ready for Easter? Easter isn't anything unless you've got some cheese, and here's a good place to get it. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to the Skywarn 13 weather room and talk to our gunnery sergeant over there. Mike Dandria, also known as our meteorologist. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. I actually got out as a staff sergeant. You got out, as a, but you spent four years active duty in the Marine Corps. Yep, and then six years in the reserves. Oh boy, where'd you go active duty? Camp Pendleton, California. And where else? Well, I mean, Paris Island for boot camp, but uh, then I went to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina for combat training, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, oh, and I got to man. spend some time out in South Korea, which was kind of cool. Oh, I guess. Fort, why do the Marines don't go to Fort Leonard Wood, do they? I was there in the Army. I was there for MP school. Oh, M- oh you were an MP, huh? Yep. Were you uh, a hard... Well, you know what they say, a hard one. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of words for that that we can't use. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave that alone. Well, with the weather, I'll tell you what, Mother Nature could get a fine here because she's not giving us a very nice Easter weekend. I don't know what I did to frustrate her, but she's not very happy with me because we have not had a, a stretch of good weather in quite some time, and, well, it doesn't look like to be the case going forward because today... We'll have some chances for scattered snow showers throughout the morning and uh, not really carrying on into the afternoon. We'll have some breaks in the clouds actually later on, but it still will be rather breezy today with winds between about 15 to 20 miles per hour, gusting near 35 at times. Not quite as breezy as yesterday, but still uh, pretty windy. And then uh, going into tonight, we'll actually have our lows dipping into about the mid-20s. Winds start to die down just a little bit. And going into tomorrow, we'll slightly warm up into about the 40-degree mark with uh, partly to mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Tomorrow night, mostly clear with temperatures dipping into the mid-20s. And then for our Easter, starting off with some sunshine, but then going into mainly cloudy skies later on with some chances for rain later in the afternoon and uh, possibly some snow mixed in by Sunday night. And it looks like can get about a a quarter of an inch of some rain out of this as well. So a little bit more moisture than, uh, well, we've gotten quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, and then starting to warm up a little bit towards the middle of next week, and by next Thursday, we're hoping to hit the mid-50s once again. But right now, overcast and breezy out there with a few snow showers and 28 degrees in Eau Claire right now. All right. Hey, Mike, thank you, buddy, and have a good Easter weekend. You too, Bob. Have a good one. There he goes. This is Mike Dandry over there. Sergeant Dandry, Marine Corps. Once a Marine, always a Marine. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. Our weather brought to you on Wax on this Friday morning. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, a busy Friday morning. Bob and Jill with you also... 
The season is underway. Brent Wink is here. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, gang. How was the uh, drive over? And with the, <laughs> do you have white on the ground like we've got here? Yeah, it kind of blowing around and a little choppy in spots, but. I guess we we've learned to accept that. I guess we have. There was we no earthquake any. driving in, so I guess I'll take the trade off, Bob. Yeah, we don't have any. Don't have, how much corn you got planted? <laughs> uh, none. Uh, Snuggled well, in the bag. Well, you're with everybody else then. So Brett will be along here in just a few minutes, and we'll get caught up on some of the agronomic uh, things that are happening around the area from the area he covers. But uh, we've been talking about FFA and Jill. A lot of contests over there. Take us through some of the contests, like the top five chapters in each of those contests. So for agronomy, as I said before, Kadat was first, Bloomer was second, Loya was third, Stanley Boyd was fourth. In ag mechanics, Durand, Arkansas was first, second was Bloomer, third was Loyal, fourth was Mondovi, and fifth was Chippewa Falls. For dairy contest, Baldwin-Woodville was first, Colby was second, Campbellsport was third, Prairie Farm was fourth, and Ellsworth was fifth. And moving on down to floriculture, Cochrane Fountain City was first, Amory was second, Seneca was third, Loyal was fourth, and Medford was fifth. And horse contest, Chippewa Falls was first, Menominee was second, Sparta was third, Granton was fourth, and Wausau was fifth. Running over to forestry, Bloomer placed first, Medford was second, Cornell was third, and Kadat was fourth. We're going to head to livestock. Augusta was first, Chippewa Falls was second, Campbellsport was third, Ellsworth was fourth, and fifth was Wausau. And the middle school, Science Ag. Prairie Farm was first, St. Croix Central was second, Osceola One was third, Bruce was fourth, and Lake City was fifth. The Milk Quality Products, Loyal was first, Chippewa Falls placed second, Katat placed third, Gale Etric Trempolo was fourth, and then I'm going to flip the paper here, and Nursery Landscape, Prairie Farm was first, Katat was second, and Stanley Boy was, Boyd was third, and Poultry, Cornell placed second, Lake City was third, Gale Etric Trempolo was fourth, and then Wildlife. Cochrane Fountain City was second, Stanley Boyd was third, and G- Gail Ettrick Tempolo was fifth. And remember, run back over to the Fet Science. Nielsville placed first, with Wausau in third, and Shell Lake in fourth. So, congratulations to all those chapters, as you can tell. Our chapters that uh, we pretty much feature on the air, a different one every week, finish very, very well. So congratulations, a job well done. There's still more competition coming up this week that uh, Ag Communications and uh, Food Science, that will be a contest that will be held virtually. When I talked to Dr. Tim Buttles yesterday, he said that'll be a virtual contest held next week, and the winners of that will go automatically to the national FFA convention this October down in Indianapolis. So as soon as the results come in for that, we'll share that as well. We're also going to share some markets next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good day. It's about 20, 18 minutes to 6 and 29 degrees. It's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity L Tuna Market. Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty three. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar ten to a dollar thirty two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty one. Choice Holstein steers a dollar one to a dollar fourteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from eighty two to eighty seven. We had an extreme top of a dollar eight and a half. On a high-yielding Fleckvay cow, 60% of the cows sold from 67 to 81. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 66 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to $1.04. We had a top of $1.08.5. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cull bulls sold from 70 to a dollar. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $190 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $280 per head. 
Sows on Thursday sold from 85 to 93. Butcher hogs sold from 82 to 87. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on April 1st. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty-one. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar eighty. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-seven. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar fifty-seven. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar fifty. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty-one. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is April 22nd. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And uh, right now, what time is it? It's quarter to six. We got 29 degrees, looking for 37 today. Partly sunny and maybe breezy again today, a little windy, so be aware of that. Well, let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald joins us on this good Friday morning. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're doing good. And just before we get into the markets, uh, uh, there's been several uh, posts I've been watching on fo- social media this morning. Uh, these roads are slippery spots. You come up to them. Uh, so, folks, oh, there's no livestock markets today, but uh, do be careful if you're out and about. So, uh, because uh, the county is, uh, I don't know, we had a little bit of snow in some places. Uh, so be careful, I guess. All yep, I can that's say, the I bottom line. Wait till it, well, we're not going to warm up a whole lot, 37, but daylight will help a little bit. Well, wrap up the week, and as you said, nothing going on today. Good Friday, all the markets are closed, but uh, what's been happening over at Stratford this week? Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, on the market, of course, and the weather, and so on the call market yesterday, uh, remain steady. High-yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's sale, 76 to 87. Cow this week at ninety dollars. Cows selling between sixty and seventy six. Thinner cows below sixty. Bull trade also fully steady. Good quality bulls from ninety two to a dollar ten, topping at one fourteen. Uh, thinner bulls below eighty five. Fed cattle trade choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from one hundred five to one twenty five. Select cattle one hundred five and below. On the organic cows, those are sold every Tuesday here in Stratford. Uh, good quality certified organic cows a dollar to a dollar ten. Uh, lower yielding organics, 90 and below. Calf market very strong all week also, especially on the bull calves and on the beef calves. Good quality bull calves on the close. Mostly from a dollar to, uh, 230. Bull calves this week from 240 to 265. A fairly limited demand on those heifer calves. Six beef calves, good demand, 175, 375. Top here at 450. And just a note, just take a look at uh, sales schedule next week, full marketing week on tap here at Stratford next week, uh, including the market auction on Monday with the calf sale, Tuesday a hay auction, also a uh, dairy auction on Tuesday. We do have a uh, consigned for that sale next week. For you uh, folks that are in the organic business, uh, other folks can, uh, uh, bottom line is we do have uh, certified organic Jersey cows uh, on sale next week, uh, April 19th at 11 o'clock. Um, these jerseys are all stages of lactation, of course, certified organic. That'll be on Tuesday feeder cattle sale. We've got a lot of Holstein steers on that sale for the Wednesday auction on the feeder sale. And just to note, Bob, um, every Sunday uh, is open in the afternoon uh, from 4 to 8 to receive your cattle for a Monday auction. This week, Easter Sunday, of course, we will not be open on Sunday. Folks can enjoy Easter with their family, so folks, if you uh, Normally bring your cattle in for Monday's auction on Sunday. Uh, you have to wait till early Monday morning, so just a note on that. And with that, Bob, you and the ex have a nice Easter. Also, all you guys out there, have a nice Easter, and uh, we'll see. I know it's frustrating with the weather, but the markets are good, and I'm certainly hoping that that will continue. But uh, well, it's going to be an interesting year, and uh, I guess on a good note, the Brewers won the whole opening yesterday, so just... Uh, Stay inside, make sure we got enough wood. Absolutely. Have a good Easter weekend, Jerry. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Bob. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Bar. Keeping it rural. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the rest of our markets, Board of Trade. Uh, the markets will be closed today. It's Good Friday. And uh, the last trade, July corn up 5 to 6 cents at 7.83. The oats down 27 on the July contract at 7.37. Wheat up 16, 11.04. July soybeans up a fraction, 16.65. And the soybean meal up a dollar forty at four hundred fifty-five dollars and seventy cents. And the uh, country elevator prices: Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia corn is at seven twenty-two, with soybeans at sixteen oh five. Wheat and grain: Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations. Corn is at seven twenty-three, with soybeans at sixteen oh seven. And on our DTN screen at Golden Plump today, corn is seven thirty-four a bushel at Baldwin and Mondovi, seven fifteen on the corn, sixteen oh two on the beans. Durand is corn at seven ten a bushel, beans at sixteen oh two. Over at Elmwood, seven fifteen on the corn, sixteen oh seven on the soybeans. Fall Creek seven oh five and fifteen ninety-two. Osseo seven twenty on the corn, sixteen oh seven on the beans. Over at Stevens Point, soybeans cashing at fifteen eighty-five. Elk Mound. 719 and 1610, Sparta 726 and 1597, Ellsworth 697 and 1579, Ethanol plants today, Boyceville corn 735, Stanley 734, New Richmond 729. Cheese prices were higher yesterday, barrels settling at 244, the blocks at 237 and a quarter, butter down two at 275 and a half, class three April up 11 at 2433, May up 29 at 2546, June up 21 at 2531, July up nine cents at twenty four ninety nine. August up eleven. The August class three price at twenty four sixty. Well, it's that time of the year when uh, I guess groundhogs and agronomists come out of the woodwork as we say good morning and welcome back to uh, Brent Wink on our program this morning as we find out what's going on in the fields. And our program now brought to you by Winfield United, uh, the Ag Division of Land Lakes. Morning again, Brett. Good morning, Bob. Well, it's uh, a lot different than last year when we started talking. Yeah, I hope I'm the agronomist and not the groundhog. I wasn't <laughs> sure which which one. I've been well, watching the robins for like the last three weeks, wondering what the heck's going on, as it was only supposed to be... Three snows on them, right? I think they got more than that this year. <laughs> they did. But it's about to change. I can just feel it and see it in that seven-day forecast. Oh, so. good. I like that well, optimism. But uh, at this point in time, what's up? Yeah. So this winter, just in a lot of different grower meetings and seller meetings that we traveled around, obviously the costs of all these inputs and, and all these different things are front and center, uh, rising prices, but the one thing to kind of keep an eye on or, or keep focused on is we've got a good commodity price as well. So really, we spent a lot of time, what I developed and talked through, and in the next few weeks, going to talk about several of the things on what I call the, the corn decision tree and kind of the different inputs in the different areas that we really can't afford to cut corners. Uh, talk about some findings that we had from last year around some of the different things. So this morning, I thought I'd kind of talk on... Some of the things that is uh, really a hot button as of late, biologicals, plant growth regulators, there's just a ton of different things kind of coming into the market for opportunities. Some of those things claiming to displace or replace some of your nitrogen, some of those products that could maybe uh, replace some of the fertilizer. Uh, so there's just a lot of different opportunities there. Some maybe will work, some maybe won't. But this morning I wanted to talk mainly on, on the plant growth regulators. All of these arenas, they're not really a regulated arena like herbicides and some of the other areas. So you're really going on private data or maybe some university data to ground truth some of those things. But one thing we've watched for probably the last 12 years is the plant growth regulator market and have, have found good return on investment you know, probably 70, 80% of the time, which in the ag world for some of those products, that's, that's good when you can find products that have that higher uh, potential for rate of return. So when you look at plant growth regulators, really all they're doing is taking amino acids that are, that are needed in that formation. So some the three key ones would be gibberellic acid, uh, auxins and cytokinins and really the gibberellic acid kind of starts the plant off or turns the lights on. Then as it starts kind of growing, you've got 
auxins and cytokinins that are going to speed up cell division or cell elongation. So almost like BST back in the day for milk, you're giving that cow a hormone that it was already producing. So some of these plant growth regulators, you're just putting in additional hormones uh, or amino acids in this case into it. A lot of times in furrow with your liquid starter, and you're just trying to speed that process up. And a lot of these have had decent results. And again, when we've got $7 corn, it's a lot easier to make some of these products that maybe only have a three to five bushel advantage um, 70, 80, 90% of the time. It's a little easier to make money off of some of those products. There's a ton of them on the market. Uh, You can talk with your local Winfield United agronomists. You know, getting those in the right combination, the right types of gibberellic acids, um, and trying to pick some of those that you have a better possibility for winning with is is kind of important. And again, those things work extremely well with liquid uh, in-furrow applications, and some of these products can also be used foliar. And, and uh, so it's just, just a lot of different opportunities uh, that we can use in that market. So just wanted to highlight... Uh, kind of some of that, and, and again, over the next few weeks, we'll talk about some of those, maybe the biologicals that are claiming uh, nitrogen replacement. We've got some information and data on those as well to kind of uh, watch outs for that. But a lot of decisions here yet to be made. We're probably 10 days from seeing the first corn go in, so kind of button up all those decisions while the weather's still a little cold, Bob. Yeah, it is still a little cold, I. Eh? I usually get my cell thermometer out, but uh, no sense getting that out yet. It's, uh, I don't think you need to uh, need to throw that outside the door quite yet. Boy, I guess not. Hey, Brent, good to have you back. You, you look, bet. Great to be well, back. And it, Bob, one last quick shout out. My dad, the matriarch of the farm, patriarch, patriarch. Oh, yep. Yeah, I guess that would be the right. Yeah. Turns eighty years old tomorrow. Does he really? Well, so happy birthday. What's his, whole what's his first name? Tom. Tom Wink. So you bet. Uh, happy so, birthday, Tom. You bet. Thank you very much. You guys have a great weekend and a happy Easter. All right. Thanks, Brent. Brent Wink, back with us. Brought to you this year by Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land O'Lakes. And uh, kind of a chilly Easter weekend. Sunday, it'll be 44. Today, the only 37. Be careful of the breezes again. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.